This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Kyler. And I'm Dallin. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. a symbol for uh, movies and I don't know where I'm going with this. You didn't think it through that far? Not really. (laughs) You just decided you were going to do a a Batman monologue. Yeah. It was kind of brief. Yeah. I I expected it to be a little bit longer. I'm vengeance. There you go. Alright. It's perfect. (laughs) I wouldn't change a thing. That's all you had to add. Yeah. See? Alright. I make good decisions. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, other times. Maybe not so much. Ouch. <laughs> hey, you know, a good friend has to call you out when you when you make Fair blunders enough. sometimes. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are talking about The Batman. Yes. Uh, it came out in 2022. It is PG-13. It stars... Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, and Paul Dano. Oh, and Andy Serkis, among others. But, and it's directed by Matt Reeves. And we've been wanting to do this one for a little bit. We've just been kind of... Uh, we talked about it a while ago. Yeah. I don't think it was in our Dune episode, but it was around there. Because the reason why is we were looking at the cinematographer for Dune, and then you brought up the fact that it was the same person... Yeah, Gre- as who had done uh, the Batman. So uh, Greg Frazier, or it's G R E I G. So I think it's still Greg, but I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, we we wanted to like put a little bit of a spotlight on him because he, like he did a really good job. He did. Uh, but before we get into that, since this is a pretty new movie, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I haven't been saying that as much recently. I Batman's in it. Probably should keep doing that. Sorry, Batman's in it, but you know. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Ruin the whole movie. Oh, and the Riddler's in it too. Sorry, sorry. You know I keep <laughs> Gordon. Yeah, all of your favorites. Catwoman. She she's like the main like besides besides obviously like Robin and and Batgirl and mm-hmm. the his entourage. Catwoman is generally like the most popular one who just like helps Batman out, right? Yeah, because she's like his love. I thought that was Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, if you haven't seen the movie and don't know anything about it, I'll give you a quick rundown so you get an idea of what's going on. Well, Bruce Wayne's parents got murdered. No, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. There is all that. But it, it kind of takes the same approach as like, uh, uh, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. yeah. Where it, it kind of just like skips over a lot of that. It's like we don't need to rehash what everybody has seen like five different times yep. in the past ten years. Like, <laughs> they get it. <laughs> Um, anyway, two years into the never-ending mission to rid Gotham City of violence and municipal corruption, reclusive billionaire and masked vigilante Bruce Wayne realizes that the vast metropolis still oozes with crime. With the mayor killed at the hands of the Riddler, a psychotic terrorist 
hitting corrupt high-profile targets, Bruce joins forces with Commissioner Gordon to piece clues together and take down the elusive killer obsessed with the Wayne family and Bruce himself. As Gotham's self-appointed Dark Knight tries to find his feet, a white-knuckle cat-and-mouse game uh, attracts cryptic allies and dangerous adversaries, and no one is safe from harm. But is the Batman a blessing or a curse? A friend or a foe? Mm. That is the question, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the question that you kind of get throughout the movie, where they're like, oh, it's this stupid vigilante, and then other people are like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's... Something we've seen before, yeah. generally with like the starting end of Batman's career as mm-hmm. as Batman, because like obviously, I mean, I pointed out at one point, it's like technically he is a criminal. Yeah, like he's going around beating people up, like breaking and entering. Like all, <laughs> I'm sure you get him on tons of charges. I mean, vigilantism <laughs> is yeah, a, 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 it is a um, it's criminal. <laughs> Like, it is a crime in and of itself. Yeah. So, yeah, he, like, Batman is a criminal, definitionally. But he helps the cops, so we'll, yeah. we'll give him a pass. He helps Gordon. Yeah. It is interesting to see kind of how their, the, the, like, the police officer's sort of view of Batman changes Oh, yeah, the like that first scene where Gordon brings him into the, uh, when the mayor got killed, and, uh, how the one guy stops Batman, he's like, you can come in here, and, uh... Gordon's like, no, let him in. He's like, but sir, this is a crime scene. He's like, and this dude's a vigilante. Yeah, and uh, I, I did appreciate that. Sort of just the, it's it's a it's a little thing, but just the fact that that officer still was like, there's enough respect between me and Gordon that like I can question him in this yeah. way, and like it's not just a shut up, you dumb boot, like or yeah, what? There's a term for like the the cops who just like. Or on the street. I don't remember what Boot it was. liquor? I don't know. No. <laughs> that just sounded like you were going to say. Yeah. There, there, I, I was trying to say... That was what I was going for, but I was like, that's not right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting also to see like Gordon compared to the other cops, especially mm-hmm. the corrupt ones. That is a big part of it, yeah. is seeing how Gordon like is one of the only good ones around. Yeah. And for most of the movie, he is basically well, the Bat- only one. <laughs> well, Batman even tells him, he's like, you're you're not corrupt. I can trust you. You know, because I think yeah. Gordon said, how do you know you can trust me? He's like, because you're not corrupt. And, yeah. and it, it is kind of, it's disheartening a little bit when, you know, throughout this movie, you find out more and more of these public figures, cops, mayor, you know, all this stuff are bad people. And when Gordon finds out, he's kind of like, really? Again? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, why? <laughs> well... I mean, going a little bit further into the movie, like, there, there's a point where they basically figure out that, like, yeah, everyone's corrupt. And, like, yeah. the whole thing, like, they, they're just coming off the tail end of a huge bust on uh, Maroney. I don't remember his first name. Or Falcone? No. Oh, Maroney. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Falcone set up that. Salvatore Maroney. Yes, that's his first name. Uh, they, he set up that whole thing so they could get him out of the way, and right, then yeah. Falcone could be in charge of everything. Because <laughs> like yeah. Maroney was the only one sort of in his way at mm-hmm. that point, and he's like, "We're going to get rid of him so I can take over his business, and then also all of the cops on my payroll already who take him out get an artificial boost in their career, and then yeah. they are now installed in places of power where I want them so that I can keep doing what I want." And no one will get in my way. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> oh no, it is, and it, it like I said, it's interesting to see like Gordon's perspective on it all and how he stays true pretty much mm-hmm. the whole time. You know, like he's uh, sarcastic and everything, but like he's still like, nope, I got to do the right thing, and he's not gonna get like. Like, oh, man, maybe I should join. Maybe I should, you know, if all of them are being, you know, like... Uh, well, another thing you pointed out is that, like, there are several moments where he's, like, confronted mm. with the fact that one of his friends is corrupt. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, throw him. Like, no. Like, he, he, like, doesn't want to believe it at first, of course, because he's like, oh, these are my friends, like... And then when, like, Batman gives him evidence and things, he's kind of like, oh, well, that yeah. sucks. I got it, it more like, it's more fuel for the fire of, yeah. like, okay, we need to actually do something about this instead mm-hmm. of just, like, nah, they're not that bad. Like, yeah. I'm just going to defend these guys because they're my buddies. It's yeah. Like, like well, I mean, that's kind of a funny joke, but literally the thing I said at the beginning is, like, when you have a good friend and they do something wrong, like, you should call them out on it. Yeah. Like... This is a slight tangent, but it's it's relevant to that point. There was one time where uh, Skylar and I were working up in Alaska together, um, and one of our other uh, he was one of the other sous chefs in the kitchen we were working in, and then uh, I think I don't remember if it was me who had done something weird or Skylar. I think it was Skylar, but I'm not sure. Um, and he he said like who did this, and then I think I was like oh yeah that was him. And then the other sous chef was like, "Why'd you, why'd you rat him out like that? Like he's your homie. You're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to you know, have his back." And I was, me and Skylar were both standing right there next to him. We both looked and we're like, "No, like the relationship we have is one of like trust. Like if I do something wrong, if I mess up or whatever, and like I'm incorrect, then I expect Skylar to correct me and vice yeah. versa. Like." It wasn't a big thing, but yeah. it was just like, oh, who left this thing out where it shouldn't have been? Right. And I was like, oh, I think Skylar did that. And he's like, yeah, it was me. And then yeah. they're like, well, why'd you write him out? I was like, because he's my friend. Because I have, like, I have that level of respect. That rapport, for him. yeah. Like, and I have expectations of him, too. And so, I don't know. That's just sort of a thing where it's like, you know, I, I will call someone out if they're my good friend. Like, yeah. if you or me do something weird... I expect the other to call them out on. Yeah, it. no, definitely. Keep them honest. Yeah, and I mean that it's a much bigger thing with Gordon and his. Yes, his, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's also interesting to see him latch on to Batman. Mm-hmm. He's this vigilante, and he is, but like he's the only person he can trust right now. And same well, with same with Batman, vice versa. Like it, Batman's only trusted confidant besides Alfred is like Gordon. Yeah, basically. I mean, that whole scene where, you know, Batman's captured after the explosion, and they got him in there, and Gordon's like, oh, let me handle this. I'll, I'll get him to cooperate. And then he's yeah. doing, like, his fake, like, angry, you know, and he's like... He's like, like getting all up in his face. Yeah, he's and... like, I gotta get you out of here, man. And then he, you kind of have that, like, slight smile from Batman, where he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and, well, and then, like, also where he's like, well, you know, helping me will get a lot of heat on your back, and... Uh, He's like, well, yeah, you punched me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've always liked that sort of trope where it's like, we got to get you out of here, but it's got to look like you did it yourself, yeah. not me. Well, and then that funny line <laughs> later where he's like, you know, you could have pulled your punch. And Batman's like, I did. <laughs> and it's just like so flat. Yeah. He's just like, I, I, I did pull my punch. <laughs> that, that's a funny thing. Like, we'll continue to talk about Robert Pattinson and, you know, his performance. But like, as Batman, he has a lot of dry humor, a lot. Like I see, here's the thing: is I don't. It, it is humorous, yeah, to the audience. 
But I think, like, in a, in a character sense, I don't think he's actually trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the one that I, I do think, like, either he doesn't see it or, like, he's got to try to be funny is the <laughs> thumb drive thing. When he's, like, thumb drive. And, like... The, I think there's a few where it's, like... Yeah. He has to see some, like, situational yeah. irony and, like, what's yeah. going on. But I think most of it is just, like, he just doesn't know how to read people. Right. Like, in a social sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, Robert Pattinson's Batman is kind of fascinating. Oh, yeah. And to be totally honest, I kind of just love it. Oh, I love it, too. <laughs> and it, you know, because there's... He's different from uh, other Batmans we see because... He's, yeah, he's Especially very... Bruce Wayne. Bruce, His Bruce Wayne is nothing like the billionaire playboy that we've seen before yeah we're we're used to christian bale's bruce wayne and yeah. like it's from the games and stuff and the comics yeah. and the where he's the swab you know like but like that's the thing is like who knows maybe this batman will become that bruce wayne because mm-hmm. i mentioned to you that bruce wayne is more the mask than batman is at a certain point yeah he, he puts on the bruce wayne persona to kind of you know take it off of Batman, you know, like, like to help with like, oh, there's no way that this stupid, uh, hunk playboy could be Batman, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And at this <laughs> sort of playing up yeah. the fact that's like, these are two completely different people. Yeah. They're like, there's no way one could be. Well, and at this point in his life, like he's not there and who knows in this Batman universe, maybe he won't get to that kind of Bruce Wayne thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be, be a fascinating thing if he never had that classic Bruce Wayne, but at the same time, he might, it's just at this point in his life, all he cares about is being Batman. He doesn't care about anything. He he even told Alfred that. He's like, what else? He's like, I don't care about anything else. Yeah, I think Alfred, I don't remember exactly what he's talking about, but there's like some sort of meeting going on, I think with like Wayne Enterprises Mm -hmm. in like a business sense. And he's like, hey, you need to be there. And he's like, I don't care. Like, if, if I'm not out there making a difference, what's the point? Like, this is what I'm trying to do. That isn't going to help like yeah <laughs> well and i think he uh like one of the things we wanted to talk about is bruce's growth throughout all of this yeah and uh because in the beginning he is so consumed with vengeance he's consumed with you know he says i am vengeance and just throughout it he he learns that that's not really going to help as much as he thought it was going to yeah like Towards the end, he he basically says, "I mean, what was what was the actual line?" Uh, I vengeance, wrote it down. vengeance cannot change the past. Yeah, that was the one. Um, and then he sort of like follows that up with like, "I was trying to make a difference in the city," and, and like towards the beginning, he's talking about how this like, I've been doing this for two years, and crime is up, you know, violence yeah. is up, everything's up, like it's worse. Yeah, why is it worse? And then. But at the end, he's like, I have had an effect on this city, just not the one that I thought. And the one that he intended, he, yeah. even. You know, it's like, less that he's like, I'm not deterring criminals, necessarily. It's more that I'm giving, giving, I'm giving hope to the people yeah. of Gotham. Well, and in turn, that does deter the criminals. Because when people have hope and when people stand up, they can't do much about it. That, like, it's a little bit more on the nose in the... The Nolan Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, especially with like Harvey Dent, where yeah, Batman sort of takes the fall for him. And he's like, I killed those people. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> the whole point is we we want Harvey Dent to be the White Knight. Yeah, he we want him to be the beacon of hope for the people of Gotham. 
Mm-hmm. And like Batman being this sort of vigilante can't really fill that role as well. Well, and you know, in that movie specifically, it shows like who Batman is and what he does when like Harvey Dent turns out to be this criminal scumbag. Two face, yeah, Two Face. Um, start that way. Yeah, he is a genuinely good person until his life is ruined. So, well, <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the fence about that. Like, but we can get into that. Like, there, if we ever watch that, movie, yeah, if we ever watch it again, it, but... there are hints and things that mm-hmm. show that he's not a great guy. But anyway, uh, like the whole point is that he's like no, like like I said, I killed those people. Yeah, the, the, he's he, and Gordon's like, but we, you can't do that. You, we'd be chasing you. We'd be hunting you. He's like, yeah, but the people need him. They, they don't they don't need me. Uh, I, I'm the hero Gotham deserves, but and not the one, one it needs. needs. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, by the end, it's like he can kind of be both. Yeah. Well, and he, he realizes that he can yeah. beat criminals to a pulp as much as he wants. But that's not going to... Like, if he doesn't do anything about the people, you know, if he doesn't actually actively help them, mm-hmm. that's not going to really change much. Like you said, crime's up, crime's, you know... And then at the end, when he does, like like... I love that scene where he falls down, he cuts the uh, the wire so it doesn't hit the water, and uh, and then he goes and helps all those people. And uh, you mentioned the hesitation they have at first. Yeah, I the, mean, I was actually just about to bring up this exact same scene yeah. where it's like, I think this is the first time in a like movie for, about Batman, which mm-hmm. there have been several continuities as we've yeah. discussed, uh, that I've seen him just like. Down in this, like in the in the thick of it with everyone else, like yeah. all these normal people, just regular civilians, and he's just like, "Here, like I'll help you get out of this flood." Like, well, yeah, it's, it's it's like a more grounded version. Well, yeah, and seeing him, seeing him like in the little montage at the end when he's saying his speech, uh, like seeing him helping people and how like covered in dirt and mud his suit. Is, oh yeah, he's like, filthy. Yeah, and uh, just like. How he lifts that girl onto the gurney and uh, you know onto the life flight and and, uh, and she just holds his arm for a second like she doesn't want to let him and he kind of has that like so that scene was interesting because it kind of got me a little bit yeah like I'm not entirely sure why but just like it's sort of the the like way she was looking at him when well, she reached up yeah and the way that and, Bruce looked back as well that that got me where yeah. where he didn't like like he said. He did reach the people, but not in the way he intended. Mm-hmm. He, and then that's like sort of, he just like gently puts his hand over hers and like it's sort of this reassuring. Yeah, this reassuring moment where he's like, you're going to be okay. And then she is fine. She calms down and they can take her up. Yeah. And it's just, it's like this, this little human moment that I don't know if I've really seen Batman have before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've seen that. With, like, sort of the Batman-adjacent people. Yeah. Like, Gordon. And, and like, in, in some of the other forms of media, like, with the various Robins and, yeah. and Nightwings and <laughs> all of his <laughs> entourages of, of adopted children, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, and, like, the other sort of heroes. And then, like, there's also stuff with, like, the Justice League. And it's like, we can have that emotional weight with, like, those people. But to me, that's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. One thing I really, really liked about this version of Batman is, like I said before, it's like just a more grounded version. It's, it's like it's plausible well, in the real world, yeah, to a greater extent than things we've seen in the past. Well, and one thing that I've always loved about Batman is that he is just a human. He is yeah. just a man, 
And, like, there are so many moments, like, you know, even when he's on the Justice League, there's a really kind of cute comic uh, strip, or it's like a page from a comic where, uh, I can't remember the whole context of it, but the Justice League are talking to uh, parents, and they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out something going on, so Superman and Wonder Woman are talking to the parents, and Batman gets down and starts talking with the kid, and, like, yeah. starts, like, just playing blocks with him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Batman's... That like it, it, people gravitate towards him for a reason because he is, like Superman is this just godly figure that mm-hmm. you know like you like you barely if he weren't to save you from something you would you wouldn't even really think he existed you would like just he's this yeah, other world there's like, like there's a, a a fundamental level of separation between yeah. normal people and Superman mm-hmm. and then for me also with like like I was talking to you earlier about like. One of my biggest introductions to Batman was like the Arkham Asylum games, mm-hmm. um, and even with that like iteration of Batman, it's like he's so smart and like yeah. he has so much like access to his gadgets and stuff mm-hmm. that it's almost to the point where it, it kind of be, it, it is like super like it's not real anymore. Yeah, it's he is a superhero still. Yeah. And and so just seeing Robert Pattinson's Batman where he's like he takes off his his like helmet and he's just like covered in sweat his face is like all dirty his makeup smeared everywhere smeared, yeah. his like eyes are bloodshot he looks exhausted all the time well yeah and just the details too where he's just taking all these journals about everything he's done he's going through footage that he's taken with the the contacts mm-hmm. and he's just pouring over this he's just like how can I fix it how can I he's he's just hyper focusing on this Mm -hmm. and i think by the end of this movie he realizes that yes i still should be a symbol of fear for these criminals something that these criminals should be afraid of but that's not the only thing i can be yeah and then like also sort of just the way that like he interacts with gordon and the police Mm. like it's more realistic because it's like that one guy stops him at the beginning and it's like in like the comics the comic versions of Bat or of Batman, like yeah. I wouldn't expect that to happen at all. Yeah, I, I I would expect the cops to like back up and be like, oh, he gets to go. Yeah, like, he gets well, to do whatever he wants. And it's a it's another interesting experience too, where this is his second year being Batman. So all these cops don't really know what to think of this guy yet. Yeah, Gordon's really the only one he's interacted with regularly over yeah. that previous time frame. So yeah. It makes sense for them to be friends, but like it also makes sense for everyone else to still be like kind of wary of him. But but also like again, he's still just a dude. Like he's just a man. And another thing you pointed out is that we see a few times where he like takes off his suit and he is muscular. Yeah. But he's not like giga Hollywood ripped. Yeah, he's like he's not Ben Affleck in Batman v Superman. As yeah. much as I actually do like Ben Affleck as Batman, he was and and to be fair, they are in two different points of their lives. Ben Affleck has been Batman for like twenty years or something, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and this, he's only been Batman for two years, and you know, so they're in different points of their life. But he, you could tell he was strong. I mean, you had that scene where Robert Pattinson pushed that table out of the way, and it was like a giant, solid like, hardwood table. Yeah, like, it looked like it had like stone in the middle or something too. Like probably yeah. like several hundred pounds, maybe. Yeah, you know? and so he pushed that out of the way, and there are so many moments in this where he showed uh strength but like he wasn't like you said just giga muscly yeah you know? like and the sort of the the 
comically, both literally because yeah. it comes from a comic, but like sort of in a yeah. goofy sense. Like he's just like hyper muscular. Well, and it never uh, fully made sense to me that Batman would be super ripped either. Because he would have to be very dexterous, and because that, like, he is in the in the comics at least. Uh, this is a detail that they haven't really explored a lot in the movies, but in mm-hmm. the comics, he is a master of thirty-two martial arts, mm-hmm. and, and martial arts are very you know fast and you know like yeah. I mean, there is boxing, which is a martial art, but like those, like people who are good at those things are also muscular. Yeah. But like, we've sort of become accustomed to like this Hollywood version of muscularity, where Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, you see all the definition of all like the the abs and the the pecs and the the biceps. Well, to go into another Batman movie in Dark Knight Rises, I remember there were a lot of people who thought that Tom Hardy looked quote unquote fat. When I'm like, he wasn't, no, no, he wasn't. That's like, yeah. whenever I see that kind of thing, what I always say is like, that's real muscle. Yeah. Like it, if you ever get the chance, like just sort of uh-huh. in a general sense, like watch some of the strong men competitions, mm-hmm. like the mountain. Yeah. From Oh yeah. He's, he's not very defined. Yeah. He doesn't look muscular. He looks kind of chunky. Yeah. But like the thing we don't realize is that the muscles that really give you strength are not the ones on top. They're not yeah. the surface muscles. They're the deep muscles. Yeah. And so when those get huge, yeah. like the things that give you real, like scary amounts of strength, those ones don't show up yeah. on the surface. They kind of make you look, you know, bulky. It you gives know, like, you like thickness yeah. and girth, yeah. but it's it's not the bodybuilder kind of stuff where you like dehydrate yourself mm-hmm. before a, yeah. a competition. So well, that your that's skin's what all that's what they do tight. in some superhero movie, like you know, Hugh Jackman talked about in the Wolverine when he has that scene where he has to get off the table and he comes up. He said that he had he didn't drink any water that day. It was just all he ate was just. Plain old chicken breasts, you know, just yeah. to make himself look rippling, you know, and yeah, and like Hugh Jackman is also uh, one person who, like, for me at least, in general, he looks a little bit less like the the Hollywood muscular, yeah, and closer to like the like yeah. actual human being muscular, yeah. But it, it's just interesting <laughs> to see that, like, especially in this movie, Batman's strength is uh, displayed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like pushing something super heavy out of the way or you know he's like like you said he's dexterous like when he's uh, like there's that one scene where he's going into the uh uh the ice lounge or what's it called the oh i don't remember yeah the penguins penguins lounge yeah um and uh he's but before he's batman he's got all you know he just is bruce wayne he comes in there and just like hits the guy with like two fast puns like pop pop and he's uh, yeah, that's, he. It's after he sneaks in, he yeah. goes into like the the electrical room basically, yeah. and uh, one of the guys follows him, and it literally is just like one sort of like hook to the face, and then kind of an uppercut, yeah. and the guy's just gone. Yeah, but it's like so quick, just like boop boop. Yeah, gone. And there's so many other moments <laughs> like that too. Is like that's another um, thing people have mentioned about this film is this film isn't super action adventure you know like it doesn't have like so much like compared to other superhero films this isn't super full of action per se yeah i mean i might be a little off base here but like this has like a lot of sort of noir no yeah elements definitely like detect like that is one of my favorite parts about this is the detective stuff like seeing him just go around to the crime scenes with gordon and figure out the clues together and like that scene where alfred was helping him with the the codex and like Mm -hmm. you know figuring that out and just like 
to seeing and piece it together because that I mean Batman's called the world's greatest detective for a reason yeah. but in the movies we haven't really seen that too much up until well and again yeah. like this is still emphasizing that same point where it's like it's sort of grounding him a little bit more it's not sort of this like oh I I don't remember what I talked about. I, I mentioned it in one previous episode we were sort of talking about like Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. where it's like you you get sort of that the the uh, Bendleton Kringle snack version, where uh, he just like figures everything out and he's like, like knows everything before the the yeah. bad guys even like start their plan. <laughs> and so by the end, and like this is another thing that happens in like the Arkham games, where mm-hmm. Batman has somehow like orchestrated this huge plan that fixes everything by the end of the game. Yeah, and it's like, but I didn't like see that happen. Yeah, and so I just sort of have to believe that he did that mm-hmm. and like I can see sort of the, the hints and like the thing the pieces that he got but like I didn't see him do it even though I'm playing him right. so well and to be fair those games are you're playing as Batman so you're more focused on the punching yeah the, you know like for sure yeah. but then this one like he he's in the crime scene and he's just sitting there like thinking about what's going yeah. on I was I was gonna say that I love just watching him in those scenes where like everyone else is talking about stuff and Batman's just circling just walking looking at everything and I don't even think he realizes that he helps sometimes like in that first scene the crime scene that he's at with the mayor uh, he looks down at a, like a blood spot on the floor yeah. and then the photographer comes and takes a picture she kind of watched him yeah. like quizzically and was like oh and I then, didn't notice that yeah man. and I don't even think he was trying to point that out to her he was just kind of looking and then you know, he, he was observing for yeah. his own sake and yeah. she just happened to see what he was doing yeah and then just like other things too where you know, he read that riddle to Batman, the, uh, um, uh, what does the liar do when he's dead? And, uh, and, and it's not for a couple minutes later that Batman's like, he lies still. Because he was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get to sort of see him sort of like stew on things and, and figure it out. And like, you don't see him directly do that. Because like the camera and the focus shifts to other people. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, the, the actual commissioner comes in because... Gordon's not the yeah. commissioner at this point. Um, and he's like, what What are you doing with Batman here? Like, he can't be here. And then uh, they're they're having their little conversation, and then that, Batman chimes in with the, the answer to the riddle. That he lies still, yeah. It's just like, it's it's an interesting, unique take. Like, this this movie's like three hours long. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, and, and it really, uh, like, we talk about long movies a lot and how, like, if it doesn't take its time well, like, you know, it doesn't... You know, if it adds scenes that probably shouldn't have been there, whatever, it feels long. But this mm. do- doesn't really feel that this, way. Yeah, this is another one that absolutely feels like it fills its time well. Well, and it's funny, too, because I would say at times it is a slower film. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that was what I was going to follow that up with. It's yeah. like, this movie really takes its time to, like, really, you know, get in there with Batman and everyone else. And, like, specifically Batman and Gordon, like, just trying to figure out everything that's going on. Yeah, it really it really ha- uh, does a good job of letting the audience kind of help like like when you're watching it you kind of start uh, piecing things together with Batman. Mm-hmm. Like when you see him walking around and uh, and looking at things like that, it's almost letting the audience look at it too like, "Oh, what do you see?" You know, like yeah. it, I I don't remember last time I talked about this either, but this movie really trusts its audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Many times, I mean, this is kind of going back to the cinematography thing, but like, there's a lot of moments where it the camera will not be focusing directly on the thing that you would expect it to be focusing on. Yeah, I think like the one that pops out to me 
uh, just off the top of my head is when the DA is leaving the club. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's trying to, like, talk to Selena and be like, hey, maybe you want to come hang out with me? I'll get right home. And, yeah. Like, I... I, we were sort of talking about how like there's a lot of shady characters in mm-hmm. in that club. Yeah. I don't think he was like that shady. Yeah, he he <laughs> to be, just kind to of. To be totally honest, he just he felt he felt like he was more like out of his league a little bit. Well, like he, he felt like he more got into that because all of his peers were, and so yeah, yeah. But I I don't think he was trying to like kidnap her or, or anything. anything. I think yeah. he literally was just like, hey, he wanted some company. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, he, he is still a problematic individual. Oh, sure, like, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Not but then, that. while they're having that conversation, like that scene starts looking from inside of his car out down the street to where they walk out. Yeah, and then it switches to them real quick, so you can know who they are for sure. And then it goes back to the inside of the car while they're still talking, and it's just like we're looking at them from a different perspective. But like, it's not right there in their face like you'd expect and then the other thing that like i thought was really cool is uh when he says like hey i'll give you a ride home my i'm right there oh yeah points and then it immediately flips to the inside of the car view and you see him pointing directly at the camera yeah and it's it's just like at this point you already know that riddler is in the car because you can hear him breathing yeah and it's just like it's a really unsettling scene because you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's so many of those unsettling scenes with Riddler. Like, I mean, that beginning one where he's in the dark behind the mayor and you have that, like, flash, that little, like, flash of him. Yeah, because the, the mayor walks away uh-huh. and it stays centered on frame. And at first, like, I think in the theater I saw him. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we watched this together, right? No. No, we didn't? No. Oh, no, we did. We did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. Um, anyway. I watched, I watched my first the theater, time and then else, we yeah. rewatched it yeah. just today, obviously. But um, in the theater, I think I saw him at first. Yeah. In this one, I literally was like, I know he's there, but like, I had yeah. to squint for a second. And I was like, okay, no, like, those are his eyes right there. <laughs> and then it, the, the TV that's behind the camera like, goes little... to white or yeah. like a light blue, and then you can see him more clearly. And... Ugh, like yeah, it, it gives me a little bit of heap of jeebies. Yeah. But the moment when uh it like it goes back to sort of like an over the shoulder perspective from mm-hmm. the Riddler, and then you see the mayor kinda like he turns off the TV, he's like basically getting ready to leave. Yeah. And he almost like turns around and sees him. And in that moment, like it's just it's sort of the weird like gleeful oh, excitement like, of like the Riddler like, as the, he like goes to basically just kill him. Yeah. It's it's like it's not okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it, there's a lot of uh, uncomfortable scenes in in this movie. And, well, and like for good reason. Like yeah. that first scene when uh Selena is walking in the club where Batman's looking in and listening in on her is like you you have a lot of moments where uh, you're like, ooh, this is this yeah. is a little. It, off. it gave me yeah. similar feelings to how uh, they like framed and did the scene with in uh, Knives Out between oh, yeah. Marta and Walt. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hey, I remember their names. I'm <laughs> proud of myself for that one. <laughs> but like, they sort of they frame her like the camera's like always looking down a little bit yeah. at her, and she's a little bit shorter. But, yeah. like, they're sort of emphasizing the fact that she's small and, like, vulnerable. Yeah. And then they 
turn to like her perspective from the the uh, contact that's that Batman is seeing through, yeah. and it's just sort of like this fisheye lens, just looking at all these like large men. Yeah, and, and intimidating mostly. Like, like it it made me very, very uncomfortable. Like, yeah. in a way, like for her sake, I was yeah. like, "This is, like, this is a problematic situation. I don't like that she's yeah. here. Like, I don't. I want her to be somewhere else." Yeah, and I think that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed. I mean, to see, yeah, yeah, it's very effective, but it's just mm-hmm. like she's walking around in this club full of very sus- suspicious men who all might have, you know, some ulterior motive of some sort. Yeah, like. At one point, she's talking about how her mom died, and she's just so nonchalant with the fact that it's like, oh, probably it was just some dude from the club who you know, got her, yeah, got the wrong idea or like got upset or whatever. It's just like, like that's that sucks. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I was telling you is that Gotham City has always been this like really terrible place like it was based on detroit which uh, is kind of a detroit has a very kind of a crappy place history if you're from detroit i'm sorry you, you may love detroit I mean, but <laughs> but like <laughs> there's Goth- there's absolutely reasons to love detroit, yeah but. but like gotham city itself <laughs> is supposed to be this place filled with crime and pretty much taken over by crime yeah. and we've seen it in other like in batman begins you see it a lot in the beginning of batman begins but like there is still that kind of it looks like New York or Chicago, you know, like it, it has these very pristine buildings and, you know, like stuff, mm-hmm. you know, still like, yeah, we see all this crime and stuff, but there's still pretty places. There's not really a pretty place in this Gotham City. Yeah. The yeah. whole thing is pretty gritty and yeah. and dark and, and moody and, and angsty. Yeah. Like th- even the thing I was thinking is sort of the, the contrast you get in a lot of other movies is like, oh, Wayne Enterprises, like this big old giant fancy tower and it's amazing and it's super cool yeah. we never go there in this one we well, go to his i mean i think it's his like house no his house is wayne tower yeah i was yeah. gonna say like i think his house is in the tower uh-huh. but we only see the, the his house part of the building yeah which is like gothic architecture like it's like the inside of a cathedral almost yeah. Well, and like Alfred's <laughs> sitting there at the table eating his breakfast and doing the the codex thing, and he's in this like giant chair that is yeah. Like, it's like it's like a medieval tower, basically. Yeah. Well, and he goes into his dad's office later in the movie that he hasn't been in for a while, and, and his dad's chair and desk and things are like. Yeah. I'll just say, I, I man, we know where he got his aesthetic from. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he embraced it wholeheartedly. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, there's just so many parts in this movie that really uh, drive forward that this is not a safe place. And this is yeah. why Batman's trying to fix that. One thing I do really, really like is during the opening monologue, mm-hmm. like, it, it sort of goes to, I think it's like three different perspectives of criminals. Oh, yeah. There's the guy with the mask who, like, holds up a gas station mm-hmm. uh, cashier. There's the graffiti guys. There's graffiti guys. And then there's the the, like, clown face dudes who end up following that guy off the bus and like mm-hmm. beating him up. It with each one of them, it shows them looking up and seeing the bat signal and then they all like look directly into like a dark void of darkness. Well, and the way that they I don't know how they shot that, but like how dark they get it. Like oh, just yeah. like it's just pitch black. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. And um, and like you said like uh, I think the guy with the mask there was something that uh flew into the dark uh, or, or came. No, he looks he looks into an alleyway yeah. and then he gets hit by a car oh yeah 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 uh, and then he runs off and but then it's the, like 
just sort of the, the like it's an unsafe place, but the, one of the Batman's main shticks is like he uses fear for the the criminals are afraid of him and yeah. just like that scene does a fantastic job of setting up the precedent of like no these guys are all terrified yeah. that Batman might be hiding in the dark. Well, and then like, we get that final that finally we get him you know the guys who followed the guy after they got off the mm-hmm. the bus uh, we. They look into the dark, and you see Batman just come out. Like this happens a few times. Uh-huh, um, yeah, but you hear his boots first. Well, and yes, you hear his boots. And this is one thing I saw. Uh, Patton and Kyle, fun fact. Uh, hey, uh, they put it to the beat of the the music. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's to the point where even as if the audience, you're not sure mm-hmm. until like it's been going like fifth or sixth footstep, and you're just like, oh no, that's like. That's boots on the ground. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting because if you listen to his like main theme, uh, the fourth like note is a lot more um, forward. I guess is the word. I'm not big music guy, so but like it, it, it's a lot more present. Like it goes bum 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 bum, and you see that with his feet too, where his foot goes harder on the fourth one as well. Yeah, and yeah. he just like materializes out of the darkness. Yeah, and it's. Not only that, but with this first fight, when the the like head clown guy is like, "Who are you supposed to be?" Yeah. and then Batman just demolishes him <laughs> in, like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he looks up. He's like, "I'm vengeance," and I'm just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm with the one kid who is like, "I'm out of here." Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that kid that it looks like that uh, like he must have been like one of their younger brothers or something. I, that, I think like, it was they, like, like he's sort of being like initiated yeah. into this gang yeah the heck they're well and just the, the way that batman just takes on well there's there's probably like 10 of those guys right or oh yeah yeah easily and batman and just he, wipes the floor with all of them. well not only that this is something i loved about it we get it a couple times but they straight up shoot him in the head yeah with a pistol from like five feet away yeah and he doesn't care. <laughs> I think he gets shot like two or three times in at the fight. start of that. Because yeah. he gets of, shot in the chest. The first yeah. one, I think, is like directly to the side of his skull. Mm-hmm. And it's just like his armor is thick enough that he don't care. Yeah. He's got to have a headache later, but like <laughs> that's part of the job. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then like just to sort of talk about it too, but like later when he's sort of confronting uh, Falcone... At the end, there's like six guys in that oh my that dark. Gosh. It's a pitch black hallway. That scene is just there. There's so many beautiful shots. Oh in yeah. this movie, so <laughs> many. Like, but like that scene is like the power goes out because Selena shot the. No, he he cut it. That was what he was. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah. Oh, it just happened like right when she shot it. So yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I think that's actually why she missed him because mm. the power went out right as she was shooting. Right. So okay. She... No, that makes sense. But but yeah. So it's this pitch black. It's another one of those where we were like, how did they film this? Because it's just a pitch. Oh yeah. Pitch uh, black hallway, and I mean, there's so many good hallway scenes in movies, but this is definitely up there. This now, is. Where... I think this is a pretty similar level to like the Darth Vader. Oh yeah. Scene. Well, in... it's funny because they <laughs> they don't see anything yet, and the the door, the elevator door opens. And, and one uh, guy pulls out his phone well, and he walks down. Yeah, he man. walks in and he sees Batman just up there being Bat, being Batman. <laughs> but then again, yeah. like, this is what I'm talking about with the, the perspective shift. It pulls back to the end of the hallway mm-hmm. when Batman drops down on him and beats him up. Yeah. Like, you don't see that from, like, the guy, like, the, the yeah. thug's perspective. Yeah. You see it from the end of the hallway and then he just, like, 
continues down the hallway. They start shooting at him. There's the flashes of, of gunfire. Yeah, and you and, see like the this because uh, you, you don't see all the fight because it's dark. But when you see the flashes, you see like flashes yeah. of him being the guys up and just and it's and a mesmerizing scene to watch. Like I could, so I could, cool. I could watch that probably over and over again. And I was sitting there, I was like, I'm interested in how they actually filmed this because. Like my guess would be they had some sort of like LED light on the end of their the the rifles, mm-hmm. and it would flash when they pull the trigger um, because muzzle flashes on on firearms are really really hard to film because they are much faster than the shutter rate of a camera most of the time. So right. like you might catch one or two, but it's mostly just gonna look like smoke. Like mm-hmm. a little poof of smoke, and that's all you get. Yeah. But we get all the big old like bloom of the the you know muzzle flash with every single shot. So it's like they have to comp those in. But it's like, how did they get all the light? Because I'm pretty sure that's all practical light, and it looks like it's all coming from the correct location of like the front of the gun. Right. So it's like I'm pretty sure they had to do at least some of that practically. Well, and even there's times where like the guy like swings his gun around, but he's still firing, and mm-hmm. so you see the light. Go into that like arc, you know, like yeah, it's just like the light interactions with Batman and the hallway, and like just all the objects obscuring the camera. Yeah, like it all looks good, like it all looks correct. So I'm like, they had to do that for real, but I'm just curious to like know exactly how they did that. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, that's one of those things that like I just would love to see a video talking oh, about or something. Like totally, that. yeah. Um, but uh, to go back onto your thing about like Batman getting shot and stuff is like yeah. in, in that scene he gets just pelted with him on his chest and yeah, just... he has like some very thick armor. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, also at the end, oh, like, the, the end. final sort of the final battle, yeah. like they have some pretty high caliber like hunting rifles. Well, there was one yeah. guy that shoots him with a shotgun point blank in the chest. Yeah, and yeah, and so that kind of takes him out a little bit, but. Yeah, he, he's basically like done at that point. Yeah, um, that's when uh, Selena comes in and saves him. And um, well, and that's a that's another great thing about Selena is you were talking about how she is framed smaller in there, but like yeah. we know she can take care of herself. But like in that scene, it it just was it made you feel bad and like scared for her. Yeah, and like I mean, it wasn't just her. Yeah, like it. There's the other girl that gets up to like go get them drinks and she follows her to ask her about uh i don't know her name but uh her friend uh, the, the other girl who like went anika, missing anika or something uh that's it's that's close yeah but i i'm not 100 percent sure what it is anyway she goes and follows her and like just sort of the the demeanor that the other girl has is just like they all everyone here knows that they're like in a they're on the kind of a knife's edge like yeah it's a very tenuous situation no matter how you look at it and yeah well look like i mean selena's mom died in this situation yeah, so exactly. did her friend you know uh and so like it's it's crazy and i mean you kind of get why selena is the way that she is right now i mean yeah. there, there's so many different like the relationship between batman and selena is really interesting because like like especially that one scene where she finds the dirty cop and has the recording and stuff, and she's like, "I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna shoot him in the head." And Batman's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't want to go down that road. Come on." And she's like, "Why not? Why not go down this road?" I actually, there's one line he says at the end because at first she she has him at gunpoint. He's yeah. like, "No, we can't kill him yet." And then she sort of like yeah. she plays the recording of her friend getting strangled. Yeah, which is also very disturbing to listen to. It is. Uh, there's several like. 
Also, a lot of the things that the Riddler. For some um, reason, they play on the news live every time. I yeah, I'm like, why. I'm like, that doesn't happen. But like, <laughs> they, there's a lot of those that are very disturbing to watch. Like, they did a fantastic job of making that stuff all it, like. It, some of the Riddler stuff reminded me a little bit. It, it's in the same vein as like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker videos that were. Remember when he had the like mm-hmm. cam- he, he did the handheld camera stuff where he. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those were. I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker got uncomfortable and scary at points as well but like mm-hmm. those especially were regardless going back to that scene I, I, yeah i no, try no, not to get no, you're good you're but good. we get distracted a lot <laughs> we go on a tangent and never come back and and finish our original point she she has him then they go through the thing and then she's like super emote like obviously super emotional yeah we kind of talked about how it's never directly confirmed but it definitely seems like they're in a relationship. Her yeah, and Selena and a, the girl who we yeah. can't remember her name are in some sort of romantic relationship. Uh, just how she reacts to her being gone. And, and just the way that she called, like she called her baby and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, it just, like it definitely is sort of framed that way, but yeah. they, they don't say it necessarily. But regardless, like the, like you can see in her eyes, like she is just traumatized about this whole thing. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to kill him now. Yeah. And what Batman says is actually really powerful for me is he says, she says he needs to pay. And then he responds with, but you don't need to pay with him. Oh, yeah. He, uh, she actually said that about Falcone. Was that later? Yeah, that was later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, uh, when he, you know, after the hallway scene and she, she, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The light, he's he's on the floor and she, and he's like, he needs to pay and you don't need to pay with him. Yeah. That's what gets her yeah. to like concede. Like, yeah. That's that's going back to sort of the idea that uh, like one of Batman's main things is like I don't kill people because yeah. that's bad, um, mm-hmm. and so it makes a little bit more sense for me in this one because it's like if you kill him in the eyes of the the law, yeah. you are now a murderer. Like, yeah, unless it's self defense, which in this point it wasn't. This is like a premeditated murder you went and killed him yep she uh, it was her gun you know like whether or not he deserved it isn't really in question at this point like we kind of all know he deserved it but yeah. like you still killed him like that's still illegal and so it's like you would be effectively ruining the rest of your life and you don't need to do for that getting your, your revenge and it's like yeah he needs to pay but there are other ways of making him pay without you also going down with him mm-hmm. and because like I I sort of don't quite fully get the Batman's idea of like I can never kill anyone, mm. and it's 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 something that's sort of like it's been challenged by other things. Yeah, and I mean I think it, in a lot of ways in in like the comics and stuff it kind of becomes like a point of principle where it's like oh the, like I have to keep up this no killing thing because like that is who Batman is. Well, and no, a lot of it. Is also like Batman knows he has darkness in him. He knows yeah. there is dark in him, and he feels that if I cross that line, I'm not coming back. Yeah, and also like it is kind of true. This like if you do cross that line, like you kind of fundamentally change who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, obviously we don't really know what that means, right. and hopefully we never do know what that means. Yeah, but like it is a line that Batman refuses to cross because. In his eyes, that would make him no better than the criminals he's trying to defeat. Than like, the people that killed his parents. You know, that's yeah, the kind exactly. of, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that it, it just makes Batman Batman, mm-hmm. you know? 
And it, it it's really interesting too because like there have been like whether it's the Dark Knight movies or Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman was a little bit more blatant that he did kill at that point, which was a little weird. Yeah. And uh, it was just sort of a thing that they changed and didn't didn't talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah um, <laughs> but in the Dark Knight, you know, he still had the no kill rule. But there would be times where like he had that moment where. And in the Batmobile, he like crushed the semi to the ceiling of the the tunnel, and I was like, "Oh, that guy would have been dead." <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one? Yeah, and, and so like like there were a couple times in those movies where like you were like, uh, "I know he has no kill, but he killed that guy." <laughs> yeah. But in I this, won't kill him. I'll just give him a hundred thousand dollars of yeah. medical debt. <laughs> but in this, it really made a point of showing that he didn't kill anybody. Like when he was up there. Uh, pushing the Riddler goons off the edge, they would all be like, hanging from their their straps that they've hooked themselves. I was to. gonna say it's kind of lucky that they yeah. all hooked themselves in before. <laughs> well, he would even there. notice like I think there were two that were kind of hooked together that he kind of pushed one over and then they were both kind of hanging like. Yeah. One thing I loved is when he first comes. Well, first of all, oh. his entrance where he blows I mean, up the ceiling. I mean, that's that's one thing is Batman in any iteration knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay. yeah, go and ahead. And he comes down, and the first thing he does is he takes his like hook shot, and he shoots two guys through the leg, yeah. and then he jumps off the thing, uh, pulls them off with him, yeah, and then uses the weight to flip back around over the top of it, and they're both dangling there, and he's just, like he flips around, comes back up, and then he, like jumps down, takes out some more guys. I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah, it is so <laughs> cool. And you get that like classic, you know, him coming from the ceiling, that classic Batman shot with the. Uh, with the cape where, you know, he kind of comes down like a bat and... <laughs> Batman! Yeah, and... I just, did think it was interesting that they chose to go with, like, a, a wingsuit uh-huh. instead of his standard, like, oh, I can electrify my cape and it gets... <laughs> it, I mean, that is, like, a real piece of technology that exists. Uh-huh. I just don't know if it would quite work, work in, in that. that context. But, yeah, the wingsuit um, was a little bit more realistic, like, you, you yeah. know, like and grounded and... Um, I did like though that it was his cape still. His cape like zipped up into the like. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Yeah. He, he sort of like he had to get it all put on before yeah. he could jump off. And, and then also the fact that it's like it looks like he hasn't really ever done that before. Yeah. And so he like looks like visibly afraid at first when he gets to the top of the building. Well, he's like, like oh. breathing really heavy. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, when he gets down to the bottom, he pulls his chute, and then it gets caught on the bridge, yeah. and then he just, like, eats Smacks it. his head, yeah. Like, that, I'm honestly surprised he walked away from without <laughs> more injuries, because that well, was he, a rough hit. Oh, he's got that that head uh, armor, you know? Yeah, but... <laughs> that's true. Being able to use, like, having essentially bulletproof armor surrounding your whole body, like, that'll do a lot to help absorb that shock. <laughs> I but mean, that's another thing I was saying. Is we we it, while we were watching it in sort of the final battle with the the Riddler goons. Yeah, we were talking about it's like he's eating all these shots and like kind of doesn't care. But I was like, every single one of those is leaving like a massive welt. Yeah, like well, we we see it. Some, we talked about like when we see him shirtless. Like you see, yeah. oh he's, he's you see the ones you see the ones from you know that have healed, but you also see like the fresh ones. And like I mentioned to you, there was one that looked like road rash, or you know, yeah, like, it looks yeah. like he's got a bunch of scars. Yeah, which like it it makes so much sense. Like this is a weird tangent, but like one thing I I I watched this one guy who critiques the League of Legends characters. Yeah. Um, and one thing he brings up a lot is like, oh, this is the new guy from this place who who's lived a life of fighting 
that's all he's known and and like he he kills people all the time and yeah. he's like a mercenary and uh, and he's flawless yeah. perfect skin like beautiful face <laughs> like pristine body and everything and it's just like there's like one character with visible scars and it's just like that makes no sense they all like combat is their main No matter profession. the greatest like, combat, like, if you were the best swordsman mm-hmm. or fighter or anything, like, you weren't always you that way. You make a yeah. mistake so, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Like, everyone has some scar somewhere. Well, and that's the thing, is we <laughs> talked about how Batman took on, like, ten of those guys at the beginning, but he got shot, he got beat up, he got, you know, like... He was still hurting at the end, Yeah, but, like, he just has a, a very... An experience, like from experience, but he has a good way of just being like, "No, I'm still Batman." Well, he doesn't. Like, I'm not gonna. He doesn't anything. focus on that. Like he may be like his arm may be throbbing because it, the it just got shot and the yeah. uh, the armor you know helped it, but like it's still like he's like, "Oh, I can feel that bruise, but I'm not gonna do anything about it right now." Yeah. Well, also, adrenaline is a powerful drug. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. At the end, he because he was you know when he got that point blank shotgun thing, he was pretty much out of it. Yeah, and uh, and then Selena was getting uh, like taken out, and so he was like, "Nope, I got to do something about this." <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing I kind of want to touch on a little bit. Like you sort of mentioned it earlier, but this the the relationship between Selena and, and Bruce. Although she didn't know it's Bruce. No. Um, when I first watched it, like uh, in the theater when when they had their first smooch, mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. There's a little question mark. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, but going through it the second time, like, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. It's, it's like we said, it's sort of one of those things that's kind of been, it's been played with a, a couple times in comics and games and stuff like that. Like, she is one of the people who ends up being a, a sort of romantic interest for Bruce. Like, yeah. Or I guess Batman still. But, um... In this one, I think it, it works for me because, kind of like we've been talking about, like, this is a younger Batman. This is, like, the Bruce Wayne persona doesn't exist. Like, he is just a weird, edgy, young adult man. Yeah. Like, it, he's kind of, like, he doesn't know how to respond to people in normal situations. Well, like I was telling <laughs> you, it, it was really interesting to watch Pattinson's performance because... I told you while we were watching that he looked way more comfortable in the bat suit. Yeah, for like sure. Like when he was Bruce, he was all like kind of awkward and you know he like, kind of like like has his head down. He never. Bit, like, I don't think as Bruce he didn't ever smile. I don't think no. he did. But he had a couple smiles as Batman. Small like, ones. Yeah, small like Very small smirks. But... Small smirks like you know with like jokes and thing. Mm-hmm. You know like the when. Gordon told him to punch him. He had that small smirk, you know. Yeah. And, like he just felt more comfortable as Batman, and to have this person who, really, besides Gordon, accepted him as Batman, and who yeah. like was similar. Like she wasn't quite as a vigilante as her, but like I think he saw some similarities in there, and to kind of, you know, yeah. they're they're both loners. They're both they don't know mm. what what their purpose is in life really, you know. And well, I mean, here's another thing too. Selena kissed Batman, yeah. like. He, I'm sure he, like, accepted it, but, like, he didn't go for it. He didn't start that interaction. So, like, I think that makes more sense for her because she's sort of, like, I I don't really know exactly what the motivations might be for that exact thing. But it Mm -hmm. just, like, it makes more sense from her perspective to just be, like... 
I, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's not the one who's kissing her. She's the one who's kissing him. Yeah. And that just made it make more sense for me. Oh, for sure. And then... Well, um, and, you know, I can just imagine Batman in his head. He, he may not even be thinking about it as a romantic thing. Just kind of like, hmm, why did she do that? What's the logical reason that she would do that? You know, like... I, I, I would kind of read it as sort of like a a, a show of trust to some extent. Yeah. And, like, perhaps a little bit of comfort. Yeah. And, like, they're sort of bonding over this shared, like... We're in a crappy situation that we don't know how to get out of it. Like, well, and they have. We might not even live through the end of it. And they have this rapport. They like, they've helped throughout the movie. They help each other with things. Mm -hmm. And like, Batman really seems to gravitate towards her, where he's like, I don't want you to go down that same path that I did. And she's like, I make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to learn that other people can't just do the same things that you want. You know, trust me a little bit. Yeah. And so they both teach each other things, mm-hmm. and like especially like at the end when she was going to kill Falcone, and he was like, "Nope, you don't have to pay for that." Yeah. I mean, I think there was always a little bit of that tension, like yeah. even from the very beginning. And I, I guess probably part of it is also the fact that it's like they are equals in a lot of ways. Like they're both sneaking around, and like the scene where she uh, breaks into the mayor's house to get what's in the safe, which I think was it was a passport. It was the passport for the. The girl who was kidnapped. Yeah. Um, but a- like Annika. 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 Yeah. I th- no, yes. it, it yeah. is Annika. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. When Batman comes in after her, also I love his sort of like announcement. He's just I don't remember what he says, but like he comments on something she's doing, and she's like, "Whoa, how long have you been here?" <laughs> <laughs> he does that a couple times. Well, it, um, and like well, back on like the humor that I don't think he necessarily realizes he's being humorous yeah. is like when they're in her apartment. He's like, "You got a lot of cats." <laughs> and I think maybe he was just making an observation. See, that, that's actually like, that, that's kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh, the she says, uh, "I've got a thing with strays." Yeah, and just kind of the way she sort of like looks at him in that moment, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of like uh, perhaps sexual tension a little bit going on here. Well, maybe I, not that far, but like. Well, I personally think that that. Uh, <laughs> That motorcycle ride at the end is very filled with that. Oh, absolutely. Like, like the final scene before yeah. they part ways. And yeah, and the, like, the look that they have between each other and like, yeah. See, that's another one where it's like we're not looking at, it, like it's not looking at Robert Pattinson's face. Yeah. Or like it's not looking at either of their faces. It is an aerial shot looking at them driving down a road. And I think you do have one shot of them, of their faces looking at each other, but uh I don't think so. There is one, like the final before they part, there's one where like at least Batman looks. I know that for a fact. Well, when they when they stop before they part ways, yeah, they, do, they do stop and sort of look at each other, but it yeah. doesn't cut to their faces. I, I, I think it does, but... I think it does. <laughs> yeah, I think I it know. does. Yeah. One of us is probably crazy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless, uh, uh, most of that at yeah. least is just looking at them from a distance. Mm-hmm. And then... They leave, and it's like we can still glean. But, like, and you you get that shot too, where she's on the opposite direction. You see through his like uh, mirror. You see her leaving. Yes, and, it does do that for sure. Um, um, and that's that's really cool too. You see her fading into the mm-hmm. distance, basically. But the like just the little. Uh, it's after he catches up to her. They have sort of a little playful where like he catches up and then goes ahead, yeah. and then she catches up and goes ahead, and then they're sort of like yeah. back and forth. Well, and even before their bike ride, she when they have their last conversation, she's like, you know, you could come with me. You could you know rip off some big time guy, and that, you know it'd be fun. Yeah. You know? 
And and but and I think I think when she says that she knows that he's yeah. not going to because she knows his dedication to the city and especially now you know well she literally says you're you're spoken for yeah because he looks up at the the, the bat signal and he's just like I got work to do mm-hmm. and like I mean she's got a point yeah but Gotham can't really change but like he's got to try so well. Kind of finalize that thought and then move on to one of the, the last things at least I had to, mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, it Just sort of like, yeah, it, it's sort of just like the fact that he's a younger person. Like, he he has some more of that vulnerability, I guess, yeah. to be able to accept that kind of relationship. Because I think most of the portrayals of Batman that we've seen, he, he just like wouldn't really go for that. It's, well, like, it's and, a distraction. Or well, the thing is, as well, is throughout this movie, he's trying to be that stoic, you know, show no mm-hmm. emotion, show nothing... To, and for the most part, it works. But Selena's the one that Selena's the one that can kind of pick that out of him. Like who who is it? Where you mentioned someone is really good with acting with their eyes. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, um, it was someone. It was one of the, the actors we watched a movie recently. Specifically, I don't remember who it was. But this might be like me reading into it just a little bit more than it mm-hmm. necessarily should have been. But also like. Movies don't show you anything yeah. by accident, especially not one like this. Yeah. So there are several times where it focuses on Robert Pattinson as he's like thinking about things and sort of like trying to, you know, organize everything in his brain. And he uh-huh. like, especially uh, when he finally confronts the Riddler. Oh, yeah, that whole thing where he's he sort keep, of. The Riddler keeps mentioning Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And it, from the audience perspective, and I think Batman's perspective, oh, for sure. He yeah. thinks that. Riddler knows who he is. Mm -hmm. But what I see in that is, like, aside from that part, he has the black makeup around his eyes. But there are several times where you can see, like, a glint off of his bottom eyelid. Oh, yeah. And it almost looks like he has, like, a tear. And I think the first time I noticed it is when he's in the apartment or the, the mayor's house. Yeah. And... It's after Gordon tells him that the his the, the mayor's son found his body. Oh yeah. And then he looks over and he literally like sees himself he, as a boy. <laughs> there's there's also one thing that I noticed that he does that's kind of subtle too, is when he's in when he's Batman and like I said, he keeps that like stoic face mm-hmm. most of the time. But when there are things like that or uh like when Riddler seemingly knows who he is, mm-hmm. his mouth gapes a little bit like yeah. not a lot not a lot it's but... very very subtle yeah but but like that and then sort of just like and and the point where i have to think it's like it has to be kind of intentional is because it's like it's it's very specific like i started looking for it and it was only in scenes where it was like there's a lot of emotion happening here like and i think would... another one was when he was listening to the recording of uh annika yeah being killed basically yeah. and i was like I think I saw one there too, and then there's like one at the end with. Well, the that could be is like, uh, you know me, I'm a very big crier. I cry at a lot of things. Yeah, he, I mean, he, you cried like six times during this movie. Oh yeah, no, uh, but like there are times where like I don't even realize, like I don't expect to cry at mm-hmm. things, or even like I don't expect to tear up at things, and uh, especially like as an actor, there have been, you know, like I did acting in high school and stuff, and and uh, a little bit after, but. You know, there are times where you'd be doing something, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't mean to kind of tear up in that scene," and yeah. and, and then you're like, oh, "But it worked." You know, it's, like yeah, it's just it's, sort of like that subtle like hint of, of yeah. a tear. It's just welling up just a, just a bit. Yeah. And like, 
I I would like to believe that it is that's like the emotion that we see in Batman uh-huh. because like I think it's there. Like you're saying that he's sort of putting up this like facade of like I'm stoic Batman. Yeah. Like, emotions don't affect me and it's like I think that's definitely there most of the time but there are certainly moments where it's like no I can I can see that whatever's happening here is, like, affecting, is affecting him. Yeah. Well, that I, just that that's important to me. I mean this isn't uh, uh I mean well Part of it is Batman stuff, but when Riddler sends the bomb to Alfred, yes, and uh, he's driving home, you, you can really see like, and even in his voice, you know, his his Batman voice is just more kind of a whisper. Kind he of a, he know. completely drops the Batman yeah. voice. Yeah, he's got more of a higher pitch. He's like, no, hey, I got, we got to do this. We got Alfred, you know, and the way that they cut that scene too, that scene was mean. Yeah, <laughs> because he. We from the audience perspective, we think he's like just in time. Yeah, and he's calling. I don't. I don't know what. what it's like the housekeeper. Yeah, yeah, the housekeeper lady. He calls her and he's like, "I need to speak to Alfred. Something bad is about to happen." And then she's like, "I'm afraid it already has." Yeah. And in the theater, I was just like, "No, <laughs> you did not just kill Alfred. You did not I just kill off Andy Circus as Alfred. <laughs> I will riot." <laughs> yeah, I was so excited when we saw that it was Andy Serkis. I love Andy Serkis. We, I mean, we both yeah. love Andy Serkis. Oh, for he's sure, he's amazing. He's, he's done incredible. so much work for the well, film and industry. That's and another thing like, is you know one of his most famous ones is Caesar the yeah. Ape, and uh, Matt Reeves directed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Ape, or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and uh, then directed this, so he brought Andy Serkis back. Don't for- forget Smeagol. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just Golem. going with the connection of Matt Reeves directed Batman. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but like he's mocapped so many things. King and, Kong, we talked about him in King Kong. He's and... just played so many iconic characters. Yeah, and we don't. I feel like we don't get to see his face as often because mm-hmm. he does a, so many of these like motion captured characters or CG characters, whatever. Yeah, and so it's like getting to see him just like act. I always, I'm always excited when I get oh, to see him do his thing. Cause... For sure, and it it gets one of the most like, like we talked about Bruce's growth. Yeah, and the scene where you know he goes, Alfred wakes up and he mm-hmm. goes and talks to him. At first, Bruce is upset because he thinks that Alfred hid, yeah, all this crazy stuff about his dad from it's, him. It's it's immediately after uh, the Riddler basically reveals it. Like, oh, uh, what's his dad's name? Ah, Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Was trying to cover up all this stuff with, about his mom, with Martha Wayne, and, yeah, the, and like, and then paid off or tried to pay off a reporter, and then when that didn't work, he had the reporter killed, and yeah. it was like, oh, evil. And, well, and then he talked to Falcone, and Falcone pretty much was like, like he didn't say it exactly, but like the way that Falcone said it, it in Bruce's head, he was like, oh, my dad's a was a piece my of dad shit. Came and asked this yeah. known criminal to kill someone for you. Yeah, him. well, and in, I think Bruce's head, he was like, oh, this city that I've been fighting for, that I've thought that there's good in, oh, my dad was just the same. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And and it's sort of like, I'm doing this sort of in the name of my parents. Yeah. Like, they were killed by a criminal. I yeah. want to prevent that from happening ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like, if that is all built on a lie, what's the point? Yeah. And But then, like, when he talks with Alfred, and Alfred is like, no, that's... Your father was a great man. He made a mistake, and Bruce was like, a mistake? He's like, no, but listen, he didn't do it for his reputation or for any of that. He did it for your mother. That is, that is, it was, it was really effective for me, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, with the second viewing, mm-hmm. uh, so the Riddler's, like, 
set up some payoffs for like the people who he's he's getting with all of his like yeah. kills basically. Uh, all of those kind of make sense. Like, I don't want to say he's justified, but like those people have all objectively done things wrong. Like mm-hmm. they have very clear like evidence of like these are the things they did wrong. With this one, it doesn't feel that way. Like it literally feels like Riddler is reaching for something. Right. Up until he gets to the end where he's like, and then he had Falcone kill him. And I was like, okay, yeah. But before that, it's like, he he goes into like saying that uh, Martha was like in and out of institutions. And I was like, okay, and? Yeah. Like, why is that a problem? Mm -hmm. And then, but it's not until he gets to the point where it's like the reporter was trying to sort of out them on all that and like smear them. Yeah. Which, that makes sense why, why... You know, they would be trying to avoid that because, like, it literally was like she had real actual issues and needed to get them fixed, and that wasn't a like there was nothing wrong with that, but it's still not something that you want the public to well, just the way like, that the reporter the problem the reporter wouldn't just say, Oh, yeah, these are issues that a lot of people have. No, the reporter yeah. would be like, Oh, she's crazy, she's oh, it, you know, yeah. and like this is coming from Falcone, so yeah, who knows, yeah, but right. like. He does say that the reporter was, like, one of the worst. Like, he was he was also a scumbag, and he was oh, definitely yeah. trying to, like, you know, drag them through the mud. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I don't really know why. Probably, probably to ruin his, yeah. or at least damage his mayoral career. But, like, the fact that uh, Alfred says, no, he was doing it to protect your mother. Like, I absolutely believe him. Because, mm-hmm. like, there isn't really another reason. Because... Well, and, and when Alfred, he also said, he's like, yes, uh, but when your father found out, like, uh, that he was going to have him killed, because I think he went to Valcone, like, Alfred said he went to Valcone to kind of shut him up or to stop him. Or, well, yeah, know, like, he, they, he had tried whatever he could to, yeah. like, keep it quiet. He's like, yeah. I, I tried to offer him money to just, like, you know, don't do this. Yeah. Don't ruin my wife's life. Yeah. Um, and then the reporter was like, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. Screw you. And then he's like... Falcone, like can you, said, you do anything in about this? a moment of weakness, yeah. he went to an old friend, probably shouldn't have been his friend, yeah, and asked him to do him a favor. And well, and that's the thing is, Alfred also said he's like, once your father found out that he was going to kill him, he went to he was gonna, he's told Falcone he was going to go to the police, and then that night your parents were killed. Yeah, and and even Alfred, he's like, I don't know if it was Falcone. I I, I I've tried, I've tried to prove it, I've tried to look for it, but. You know, in Alfred's eyes, there's no other explanation. Yeah. And then also the way that, that Bruce sort of opens up to Alfred. Mm. It's it's really good. It is. Because uh, there have been a few moments previously where I don't think Bruce is really trying to dismiss Alfred. But it's more of like, I have more important things to worry about than whatever it is you're telling me right now. Yeah. Like, at the very beginning when he's like, hey, you need to come to this meeting or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly. But uh, Bruce says, like, no, like, I'm focusing on this. You're not my father. And Alfred's like, I'm And Alfred looks kind of defeated by that. He looks kind of like, you know, miffed. He's understandably upset. And then towards the end, uh, when he's in his hospital bed, and Bruce is basically like, I don't think I could ever... I don't think I had ever... I would ever feel fear like that again. I thought I had mastered fear. When it basically says, like, I thought I had lost someone I cared about. And there's about one person yeah. <laughs> that he might care about, like, truly. 
Um, well, and just that like handhold that Andy yeah. sort of just reached out his hand to uh, to Bruce, and he just he just hold yeah. the hands and. and it focuses on on Alfred's face for a little while, and he just like sort of the way like the smile forms as he realizes what Bruce is saying. Yeah. Bruce is basically saying, "I love you." Yeah, but in his own, father, in, in like, his own emo way. <laughs> yeah, and, and like we we mentioned recently, it's like sometimes you don't get to see sort of that like this is not quite the same because yeah. it's more of like a father son relationship, mm-hmm. but it's still like genuine love and care between two men. Yeah, and like. It's still difficult for Bruce to get out, which makes a lot of sense. Like, I've been trying to get out of this, like, the whole episode. He's been spending two years, more at least, probably, like, two years actively. As a nocturnal animal, you know? Yeah, he literally is a, like, he goes out at night, he beats people up, and then he comes home. And it's like, that's all he does. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, he doesn't know how to interact with normal people. It, that's not a thing that he even like has to fathom normally. Yeah. And so him being able to say like I was scared that I would lose someone that I cared about, that is the best he can do to say like I love you Alfred. Well, and like, I feel like that's why Alfred just reached out his hand. Absolutely. Like, yeah. He he understood it's like I know what he's saying to me and I'm just going to mm-hmm. I'm still here like yeah. I'm not your father but I am your daddy. Like, <laughs> like Yondu. Yeah, like Yondu. It's it's a very like heartwarming thing and it is. I I thought it was very well done. It was. Yeah. The just the acting between both of them. Mm-hmm. Well but, yeah, I mean I think that's everything for me. Yeah, me too. I mean this was fun and I'm glad we finally got to it. Yeah. It's it's a very good movie. Obviously we recommend it. <laughs> I don't think there will ever really be an episode where we don't recommend the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with some asterisk. Like, when we did uh, uh, King Arthur, I was like, I can understand why some people might Or like Suicide like Squad, that's a little much yeah. of that humor for some people, but... Well, that's also... Oh, is that the only R-rated movie we've done? I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that well, we don't want to do R-rated movies, but we just, you know, coming up, we're coming to Halloween, so, you know. Man, like, we got some plans for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, like, yeah, th- this is a good episode. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty long, um, but, like, yes, we do recommend it. It is it's worth your time. It is. It's a beautiful like I don't know if we yeah. really sung the praises I mean, enough. For, well, yeah, we were talking we, about it a we lot. We could have done more. Was, yeah, it's just like there were multiple times where we just they used the volume. They did use the volume, which was for cool. the the like cinematic. We're on a rooftop. Yeah, the being edgy the cityscape. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. With the smooching, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was with the volume. That, I I just think that's super cool that it's actually like getting into more blockbuster movies now because mm-hmm. it's such a cool thing oh it is yeah <laughs> it really um, is and just imagine being the actor looking at the gotham city skyline you know like yeah just oh that that would be so cool yeah <laughs> so um, but yeah thank you again everybody and we hope you enjoyed this episode and yes and we say it every time thank you for listening yeah we we always appreciate it. Yeah, you can find us. You can find us on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, Anchor, all those places. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. Oh, yep. Been trying to mention that more because that's where we share most of our new episodes and post about them and stuff like that. Yeah. Go follow that if you have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, remember.
remember to always watch what you love and love what you watch.